This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the my Show. It's your host, Peter Kim. And this is Anji Kim. And we are here with you with a stinking, hot, and fresh new episode of the Ajima Show. It's filthy fresh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, you guys. <laughs> First of all, so you're, happy. You're like, you just got an email right before yeah. we started the show, and you can't even concentrate anymore. I know. You're freaking I like- out. You want to tell the audience and the listeners what your email is about? I just got I just got a very good positive email, and you can probably hear my smile. Like it's like I've <laughs> never heard you this fucking happy before. I'm relieved. It's not even happiness. I'm relieved. Like this, the email I got guarantees me nothing, but it's such a relief. <laughs> Because I've been feeling so... Why don't we tell... Did you want to talk about it? Because I, I don't feel... I feel like most of the time the audience doesn't know what we're talking about because we keep oh, secrets. Oh, so this is... It is JFL's showcase season, you know? What does that mean? Just for laughs. It's like a thing that used to mean something back in the day. But it's just like another industry showcase that is a wrong on some uh, ladder that goes straight to hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going down. Going down, going sideways, going truly nowhere. But yeah. it is another rung for which to reach, you know. But I've truly been in a crazy headspace. So mm. we'll get into that later. But okay, we got to focus on goals. Speaking of goals, yeah, we got to focus up. We've got 83 reviews. Whoa, that's 83. a lot. I know. We got a rash. We of- got <laughs> A rash of reviews. Viral almost. Yeah. Something is in the air. It's almost catching. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been asking for it. And we really, yeah. you're desperately asking for especially after that asshole gave us our, the one-star review last week. Yes, I know. I was so angry. Um, I told so many people about that. I also, like, I looked him up. <laughs> you did? How? I, went, I just clicked on his thing, tried looking for, you know, um, more information about him. Because, you know, I'm in a vengeance-related headspace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that's where I am at in terms of the time I spend. Right. And um, so we've got 83, which is like, yeah, we got a rash of reviews, mm-hmm. but we need 100. We need we're, 100. Oh, we're almost there, but not quite. We need 100 17 more to April. go. 17 listeners just need to put in a review and get this you don't even need to like write a whole soliloquy like the one we're about to read right you can write just be like perfect or like love it you know or like do a small callback or whatever right yeah people our listeners are so smart by the way I know. Can I just say, our listeners are so fucking smart and so fucking rich. Just shout out to the lady who bought me my iPhone one more time because I'm just really life changing. changing I'm doing like front facing videos. I'm doing video sketches like you guys you're the best and I fucking love you thank you so much it's true my my life has changed much less so but like still we're crazy <laughs> <laughs> to be here for your life-changing event Peter is enough for me <laughs> all right let's Julia. get to the review oh so this is a beautiful the latest one of the later latest reviews beautiful review <laughs> let's just say it starts off quite calling it's they say it's the Wang Mandu of podcasts. <laughs> People really latched onto the Wang Mandu. They really did. People are like, someone uh, uh, messaged me saying, oh my God, I'm craving Wang Mandu after listening to you. I went out and bought it. She has two young daughters and she was like, we're going to go eat Wang Mandu tonight. 
Isn't that so great? That is great. But also, we did say the words Wang Mandu like over and over. It's nine thousand like, times. Like, none of this is hard. You just say the same thing louder and the same thing again. <laughs> That's the only thing I have in comedy. Just same. repeat and scream. I was recently talking to someone about working at a new bit, and then I was, then I paused. And I was like, well, if it doesn't work out, I just take a pause, and I went. I guess I'll just say it louder. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's all it is. Okay, so this review goes on to say, finally, a podcast that covers social justice and bowel movements. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps it up. This bitch said, finally. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she been looking. <laughs> that covers social justice and bowel movements. This show makes me laugh and cry, and I am here for all of it. Peter and Unji expertly break down current events and topics. From a Korean American perspective, with humor and grace. Wow! Thank you both so much for the show. I love you so much, Iliasm. Iliasm. That's a callback too. Hiding. Uh, <laughs> Hiding. Oh my Great god! Great review. Thank you. So yeah, if you are literate and if you you know have, care about social justice and yeah, and have a way with words, leave us a review. Or if not, if you don't have words at your uh, in your tool belt. Um, but you have money and that's a tool you have, then you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Ajima Show. We have 10 patrons now. That's 10 motherfucking people who said, yes, monthly, I will subscribe because I want that motherfucking tote. Okay, we have some beautiful totes with our Ajima um, uh, caricature and uh, it says Omo Omo. Oh my God, I want one of Jay so bad. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so you could donate five, ten, fifteen dollars. Here's you could get five dollars. Gorgeous Ajima pin, advance notice for our live shows, access to a Patreon exclusive merch, and access to behind some scenes audio. Uh, well, which Peter and I do love to spill some tea before uh, and after. Uh, after the yeah, so you'll hear all those little snippet, uh, snippets, bit, tidbits, snippets. Snip it, snip it. Uh, anyway, so um, number t- uh, the $10 one, you get all of that, plus you get an Ajima tote mailed to you, and then you get um, Patreon-exclusive emails, content, audio, and then the big one, $15 a month, you get all of that and an Ajima t-shirt mailed directly to you, access to exclusive behind-the-scenes audio, kick-ass Korean shout-out on the pod, so I guess we don't have any 15s yet because we haven't shouted out anyone. No. <laughs> and there was ha- one woman. We? Oh. The one and- person. But she's not giving us her address or <laughs> like it doesn't seem like or she anything? wants to get anything. Yeah. <gasps> this, see, uh, we have fans like that. Yeah. I don't understand. Like it's not a tit for tat. They just want to give. It's just tats. They're good. They're, it's just tat. It's just and here, tits. here I am. All tit. Now, listen, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just love you guys. And thank you so much. Uh, consider becoming a patron of our show. You can get all that stuff. Also, early tickets to, guess what? Our live DC Comedy Live show. Ajima Live coming to DC, East Coast, New York, New Jersey, Maryland. All of you who live around there, Northern Virginia, where that new King Spy is, please come out 426 or come out the whole weekend. Me and Anji are going to be there. I'm going to be headlining. Anji's going to be featuring for me. We're doing four shows uh, on Friday, Saturday. But that Sunday, we're going to do a live Ajima show. And you know you want to be there. So please, please, please come. All right. You guys ready for some catch-up? Anjay, I have a lot to catch you up on. I'm so excited for your catch-up. Okay, so, you know, Please. since Parasite, Korean shit be poppin'. It really, really is. Shit be pop-pop-poppin', okay? So, I uh, decided to start a new show called Good Citizen Comedy, and it's going to be all Koreans, okay? Uh, we're trying to do a weekly show at the Blue Goose Lounge, so the first one is March 4th. 
all Korean weekly. Can you believe? The first show, I, many, I'm bringing Wan Mandu. How many comedians do you think, Korean comedians do you think are in the LA area? Hundred? Like stand-up? Yeah. Or all comedy? Let's just do stand-up. Mm, in the LA area, probably like 10, 15. Okay. Yeah. And then including all comedy? Probably up to 50. Like okay. in in all forms of doing, right? Not yeah. just like at the level of headlining, which is three. <laughs> but this is a showcase that I want to showcase other um, types of uh, Korean comedy, not just stand up. I want people to come do characters, sing a song, fucking write a poem, you know, Ooh, like, poem. yeah, like journal about how crazy your mom's driving you anything you want. I just want there to be a space for us. And the Blue Goose Lounge is owned by Doug Kim. He is a um, Korean guy who has been so supportive. And I'm going to bring handmade Wang Mandu. So please come out if you're in the L.A. Area March fourth, Good Citizen Comedy. Look for it, eight p.m. Okay. Wang Mandu. Wang, <laughs> Wang Mandu. And on top of that, get this. So I could, I think I could talk about this now because like it's over. But the other day, um, my friend Benda, also listener of the podcast, calls me. Hi, and she's like, "Hi, Benda." She goes, "Hey." Um, she writes for um, Ellen, and she goes, "Hey, um, we're tr- we're thinking about doing a parasite thing. A a." Um, a parody because cool. you know it's in the news and yeah. Trump's been acting like a fucking asshole yeah and you know talking about like oh I can't believe we have to re- read subtitle you know like yeah. just like he's saying stuff that's so old yeah. and not just like your age is showing but like people talked about that like a month ago like come on keep up with it you know what yeah. I mean like we're not talking about that anymore that's but anyway twitter. that's old twitter <laughs> there should be a hashtag old twitter <laughs> <laughs> just like a garbage bin receptacle of old like twitter trends or whatever but he's talking about it and then Ellen was like okay we're not usually uh, a political show but to comment on that we have some Koreans that uh, live under our st- under our studio and we pop up from a trap door and we're like me and Susan Song Ooh. Shout out to Susan and Liz Adams, uh, who's a Korean, but she's married. Um, so we start like screaming, speaking Korean, like, oh, my God, Parasite, don't watch me such a one to And then we look at Ellen. We're like, Ellen, I need to watch me such a she's like, I, I don't speak uh, Korean. Do you have a translator? And uh, the third girl, Liz, pops up and she's like, hi, blah, blah, blah. He's like, are you a translator? No. And then they she pops down and we all leave. Okay. Uh, so it was like a cool, fun bit, right? Yeah. But um, well, the first day we were rehearsing it, uh, we ran out of time. So they were like, we love it. We want you to come back. So we came back the next day and we were rehearsing it and blah, blah, blah. And we did rehearsed it with Ellen on her stage. Ah! Okay. Like crazy. Like yeah. uh, th- 30 feet away from her. Um, she looks and- like she would smell and be so soft. I was 30 to 40 feet away, but I could tell that she smelled like roses. Yeah. Some kind of like floor. Like she, she just, she's, she, she oozes wealth. Yeah. Rich. Sure. You know, so that kind of lotion that you only smell when you go to like Barney's. Yeah. (laughs) I know, I know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Neiman Marcus shit. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Google. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so she's, um. It goes well, and all everyone's like producers are laughing, everyone's laughing, and then later we get a um, 
we get a walk up from the two like comedy producer writers of LA and they're like oh you guys killed it you guys killed it we're like okay we're so excited to shoot it and they're like we're gonna cut it oh no yeah we're like what do you mean and they're like oh it's just like not gonna be i mean uh, there are multiple reasons they thought that like most of america or not america but ellen's watchers uh people who watch ellen wouldn't have really known parasite because it's watched it wouldn't have watched it exactly what trump's talking about you know like and uh, truth be told yeah that is a lot of america they don't want to read yeah or they can't you know what yeah. I mean? So like, uh, I get it. And this is a show that goes out to millions of white moms yeah. in at 3 p.m. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how many of those people are watching uh, a political social satire about class uh, from Koreans? You know, like one, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I get it. And they cut it and we never did it. And I thought it would be such cool exposure. And I was ha- having these like, man, like, okay, I'm going to be on Ellen at 3 p.m. in front of all these white moms. But hey, I'm going to be speaking my native language. Yeah. They're going to be hearing Korean spoken, you know, in, in par- parodying something that's going on in Hollywood. Like this is such a m- like moment for us, you know, just to like be able to speak Korean on national television is an honor. Yes. You know? Like what Sandra O oh said, just to be Asian is an honor. Yes, it is. But, you know, albeit uh, the powers that be cut it and we were bummed. But I will say it was good to hang out with two Korean actresses that I referred to Ellen. And That's you know great. why? Because the week before or two weeks before we had Korean night. Ooh. Remember? Yeah. I told you about this at last week's podcast where I was like, I organized a Korean night. We went out, we had fun, we were drinking. And uh, one of the actresses, I hung out for the first time that night. Wow. Yeah. And when Benda and Ellen called and they were like casting call and they were like, hey, we need we need you to like come in on Monday immediately. Do you have two Korean friends we can cast now? And I was like, yes, I do. And we were at the ready. And so how cool is that? That is so cool. Hollywood's crazy. It's so exciting. It's a thrill. (laughs) (laughs) And we got paid two days. Really? Yeah. It didn't air, but we still got paid for our time. That showbiz money is to me the most showbiz money. Yeah. I love it. It's like it doesn't go anywhere, but you still cash that motherfucking check. I like that. Remember when I was uh, casting that movie and I did like I because of timing, I couldn't go do that. Oh, yeah. We scheduled it twice. So I got paid twice. Yeah. For a thing I didn't even fucking do. I love it. Uh, Those are the moments that keep us satiated while we're in the dirty, dusty drought the rest of the time in our career where we're not eating, we're not drinking, (laughs) we're just crawling around crying. These are the times we we will always, we will nourish ourselves with the memory of being paid for nothing. It's like, it's that, it's by the fire of that dim light that I warm the cackles of my heart, my cold, dead heart. Like, yes. truly, like, <laughs> I was, so this goes into the thing, like, I've been, I've been kind of depressed lately, like, truly depressed. Like, you have, think, you haven't been in a good space. Not have not been not in a great space. I've been, like, sleeping bad, like, it's like Mercury retrograde shit. Oh, Mercury, um, Mercury is in retrograde. Yes. It's been, like, that levels of. Okay. I mean, like, it's, it's, truthfully speaking, it's like I haven't been sleeping well. I haven't been exercising. I haven't mm. been. I haven't been doing any of the things to put me in a headspace. But I also that have you been know is going to put you in a good headspace. You're yes. avoiding it. Exactly. And so, okay. but also, I'm in that headspace, so it's making those behaviors more difficult to achieve. Right. Mm. Um. 
like creating better habits for myself, it's harder because I'm also in this headspace. It's all, uh, you know, a heady mixture of blame and shame, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like I gotta say that I, you know, whatever, for anyone that struggles with mental illness or bouts of depression, which I certainly do, I go through really blue jags, like I, I do. And <clears throat> I will say for anyone that suffers or um, has these streaks, I'm sure a lot, I mean, gauging from um, how intelligent some of our podcast reviews have been, I would say a lot of people that listen to us also have these blue jacks. Yeah. Um, but uh, that whatever sort of small habit, you know, like for me, it's writing every day. Like I write, mm. I do my morning pages, and that alone has been the thing that has been able to drag me through. Because mm. like, you know, when you're like, like sad like this, sometimes like you... I'm, I will say this. I never negative self-talk. I'm like the like the very classic Korean, like, like nothing is wrong. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm actually, avoid, avoid, deny, avoid, deny. Yeah. I'm actually okay or like, oh, like my stomach hurts. Like, you have to pick up. Like, you know, I'm always like blaming like indigestion. <laughs> like, like, I haven't been able to. Like, and I'm shitting right. Like, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Like, like justify it for whatever reason. So like in that small, I'm never like making it my own fault. I am always avoiding it. Sure. Um, so that's good to a certain extent. But that's um, that immigrant life in you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, you know, I'm like uh, white knuckling through it. Yeah. And um, you know, like I'll just put some tiger bomb on it and be fine. And uh, <laughs> but like. The small, whatever small habit that you have that can sustain you. So, like, for me, it's the writing every day, which I do. But inside of that time, instead of, like, wallowing or whatever, I tend to, like, describe all the things I need, I can do, or I'm doing, or um, the potential in me, you know? Like, it's sort of negative salt-talky, but, like, it, it does eventually come around. Like, I've been like this for maybe a week and a half or so, where it's been really bad with sleep and stuff. And last night I got a fine. Finally, after probably seven days of like three, two to three hours of sleep a night max. Yeah. And then also like because of that, having to take a nap during the day, and like you know masturbating. So like you know like when you have a lot of anxiety, you just like <laughs> always like, masturbating. Yes. Nonstop. Nonstop, because especially when you have a lot of anxiety, you like don't know what else to do. You got to put on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it has nothing to do with sex, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's it's all like anxiety, pent up energy, yes. fear. Yes. You know, uh, a feeling of self doubt. It's that kind of shit that keeps us from achieving, keeps us from being productive. Exactly. You know, keeps us inside the house. Yes. That's that's my main thing is when I'm in in like feeling like the in the shits. Yes. I have to, there are ritualistic things I have to do. Luckily, lately, because of this meditations, yeah. I haven't gotten yeah. into that space in a while. Um, and I'm not trying to brag. I'm just trying to let you know <laughs> that um, I do have a program that you could sign up for six weeks. And um, all you need to do <laughs> is sign six other people up. And <laughs> But it is true. Like meditation has really, really changed my life. And all, and I know it sounds like such a like crazy thing to be like, oh my God, LA, you're meditating really? Which crystals do you have in your <laughs> vagina? You know, okay, first of all, it's fucking citrine. Yeah. So calm down, <laughs> bitch. And oh secondly, my God, you do, you do have so many. 
I have a lot of crystals. So many fucking crystals. Here's what get okay, get this, Unji. Get I I don't even know how to fucking I don't even know how to bring this up because I know a lot of our listeners are cynical and fucking nasty people like us. But (laughs) at the end of the day, I am very spiritual. Yes. And I've always had this kind of sixth sense. Mm -hmm. And I've I've usually just like uh, just use it in ways that would help me as far as like in social situations where I could read a bitch down real quick. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> <laughs> that's the only really way I've been able to use this skill or this um, extrasensory power, let's say. Yeah. But my mom, when she visited me for Christmas, she came to my house and she was like, is something going on with you? And I was like, Ooh. what do you mean? And she was like, you know, I've... The way you're like arranging your crystals and like your the way the the energy is in your house like yeah. I always knew there was something about you. And I was like, "What do you mean?" And she was like, "You've always had this like extra thing. This like extra sensory thing." And I'm like, "What?" She was like, "Yeah, I I've always known that. And I've talked to like Chumjingis about you." Really? And I was like, "Yeah, Chumjingis are uh fortune tellers, Korean yeah, fortune yeah, tellers, yeah. Asian fortune tellers." And I was like, "Really?" interesting and why didn't you ever fucking tell me that she's like i don't know i was always scared and i don't know what to believe and whatever whatever but like you were always like a couple of steps ahead and i was like i knew this so i'm gonna take a mediumship class really yeah at this place got the green man up the street from me peter that's so cool and here's why i will say this you know after the last time where you had the big the that acid trip the latest one yeah that did change you it did. <laughs> like, 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 Nuki, like, you're the, the waves coming off of you. Peeling이 완전 달라. 달라. 변해졌어. 사실은, like, as a friend that has, like, yeah. seen you <clears throat> probably in your, like, darkest moment, like, right post and TC shit, right? You know? Yes, yes. Well, we started this podcast. In a dark, in a dark place. Dark place three years ago. Yeah. But Very even before dark. that, as like a more casual friend, like different vibe. Different vibe, yeah. Mm. I was nasty. <laughs> no, not hungry. You were hungry. I was hungry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was I, different. That's different. Now like, I, feel, I recognize that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that acid trip has really changed. Well, here's the thing: in 2015, and the meditation and stuff like that, all the things. Well, that acid trip really kicked everything into gear. Yeah, one, yeah, really, really, Penessa. Like, <clears throat> thanks. Yeah, thank you. In a good way, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like, there's like a, um, I don't know how to describe it, but like, like the the vibes coming out. I know vibes is like a very trendy word right now, but like the <laughs> yeah, vibe yeah. coming out of you, like, no, the <clears throat> what's the the frequency mm. that is emanating from you. Yeah. Right, like the the. The major, the the shift that you drive inside of psychically, mm. right? That shit changed. That frequency is different. That's crazy that you could notice that because we talk every week. Yes, yes. But after the, it was specifically after that acid trip. Huh. Okay. Like, 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 not even just that after that, but it really, and now when you talk about it, this, the, um, the uh, meditation, it's mm-hmm. like right around then too. Different, more uh, deep, more deeper, deeper, deeper. deeper. Yeah. Yes, yes, I agree. Well, uh, something happened here. Okay, I'm just gonna say this real quick before we go on break. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, in 2015, I orchestrated 
and went on this comedy tour called Hot Boys of Summer. I don't know if you remember that yes, back in the day. Yes, 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 yes. It was like me and a bunch of Chicago people. Uh-huh. And we went on this West Coast tour, and which culminated in this place called Symbiosis. It's a festival. It's an afterburner festival. And if you guys don't know what that means, that is... Um, You're lucky, because Burner... <laughs> save yourself <laughs> basically burning the drugs, man the best drugs, yeah but. the best drugs yeah. uh but burning man happens i don't know in the summer sometime and um a lot of people go to burning man mm-hmm. and it, if you don't know what burning man is go look it up it's like this like week-long two-week-long festival thing where like you go out into the desert and you create this entire city and community and then you barter and party and have dirty hippie sex and do all yeah. the drugs you and barter then you... and you party is truly <laughs> yeah truly that's 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 it <laughs> <laughs> and it's very like neo hippie um, utopian sort utopian. of like what if we lived in a post capitalistic you know society society yeah. like truly people who go to Burning Man and survive Burning Man will be the only people that um, survive the upcoming doomsday crisis yeah. <laughs> so and then at the end of the festival in um, in like a, a, a celebration they burned this eff- effigy of a man mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they call it Burning Man. Anyway, so after that whole thing, some of these motherfuckers can't get enough of it. So they go to a second festival that happens every two years. And it's called Symbiosis. So I went to this festival because I knew the guy who like put it on uh, from San Francisco. I taught him improv. So and cool. insane in 2000. 2000- all the paths your life has taken. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I like Truly. I recently did a return to a place, a burner place where I had bought mushrooms in 2008. And ah, I, I just recently that. did this. It was crazy. Oh, Anyways, you did? Yeah, oh, did. we have to crazy. talk about that in another episode. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we should do a psychedelic episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I take these guys to this afterburner festival and we have these shows, blah, blah, blah. Shortcut to the story. I, I um, do a double dose of acid. And basically, um, I experienced what is called ego death, which is um, you basically uh, all you know of the world dies Uh and then you're left with the like kind of like cosmic essence or some people might say soul. Right. That's like the only thing left. Everything is done. Mm-hmm. You're beyond thought, beyond physical, beyond everything. Is there judgment on this? Is this a bad <laughs> trip or is this a good trip? Um, I don't believe in bad or good trips. I think it's just a trip and whatever yeah. you, you take out of it is your state of mind at that point. Okay. So, um, yes, people experience bad trips, but you probably are in a bad state of mind mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a troubled state of mind or whatever. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. I was in a, uh, yeah, I was in a weird place. Mm-hmm. It was right before Second City. Yeah. That whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically I, I, my ego died and I, um, after that, I remember talking to Nate Verone, one of our friends from Chicago, the second city, uh, alum. And I'm uh, afterwards, like a month later and I was like, are you okay? And then he goes, um, something happened at that festival. And I was like, me too. And he's like, for, he, and he goes for the better. And I was like, oh, for me, it's for the worse. <laughs> and what had what happened was, <laughs> this is so fucking like mentally crazy. And like, if you guys are bored, like, just fast forward. We'll 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 be on to topic soon. But yeah, please don't give us a one star. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're interested in like metaphysics and stuff, this is very interesting. Because I remember after like that happened uh-huh. in 2015, I remember telling Nate Ferone this, and I don't think I told really anyone else this. 
um, I was like, something happened that trip where I'm in a bad place now. Meaning, dimensionally, I'm in a bad place. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I do know what you mean. Yeah. And something clicked where I was like, fuck, I like slipped out of my dimension and I'm in something else now. That's bad. And then it wasn't until this past June when I did my new acid trip, Uh newer acid trip in Palm Springs Uh that I I remember I like ascended. So Uh so for people who don't understand, like you basically zoom out like to, to space and I zoomed out and I, it something clicked and I was like, Oh, I'm back. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I fell through one dimension and it mm-hmm. took me f- three, four years to come back into this r- good one. So like it, it, I went on a journey and now I'm back and I'm fucking better than ever. So all this to say, none of this means anything unless you've done psychedelics. And if you've done psychedelics, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm back, baby. And better That's than ever. That's crazy. Better than ever. And I'm glad that you're back. Yeah. <laughs> And you're know, feeling so better I. than ever. I, I mean, I wish that it, if it, it feels like one of those things where I know this is not true, but that it, nothing external made this turn around for me, that it was all internal, that it's like, you know, sometimes there's just waves, you know, sometimes you just have to ride it out. Yeah. You have to take, go exercise or do shit like that. I didn't manage to do any of those things today, but I'm still on the other side. And it's just <laughs> because I think it was t- that, t- that, that time period of sadness for me is done. You know, like for me, it's always like kind of a three, four day in and out. Sometimes it's longer, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can try to make it go away in some. You 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 do have to try. That's yeah. crazy, Peter. I know. I, I can't wait till one day. In between those two trips, right? Um, no. Uh, no. You have. No? No. Uh, no mush- uh, plenty of mushrooms, but I didn't go back to acid till that trip. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, one day well, uh, uh, we'll have like a one day when we like grow and get famous, we'll have like a retreat yeah. where like our listeners or people who want to like experience this kind of metaphysical experience, mm-hmm. we could all do it together and we could be ulala and have a great time. <laughs> and are we starting a cult? <laughs> we're not I think we're goof. starting a cult. We, we, we're the Asian Joe Rogan and now we're the Asian goop. <laughs> Okay, with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Please welcome Randall Park. Randall Park. Randall Park, ladies and gentlemen. Today I'm chatting with the Randall Park. Supportive of your decision to to do this? Not at all. Not at all. No. They, they wanted me to become a doc, like most Asian parents, become a doctor or a lawyer. To be honest, that's kind of why I asked that, because yeah, yeah there's yeah, a very practical right. approach, and exactly. the idea of doing that is yeah, yeah. strange. Yeah, yeah, so they they weren't very supportive uh, at the beginning. So when I first like decided to to go all out and become an actor, I I told them, and they were like, nah, you know, that's okay if it's a hobby. Just make sure it's a hobby. And mm-hmm. I was like... Okay, it's just a hobby, you know. <laughs> and then I started doing it, and they'd start seeing me on commercials and stuff, and they'd be like, wow, he's really into this hobby. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're back. We're back. Peter, do you know, do you want to know something? This coronavirus thing is getting crazy. It's got out of control. Truly, truly. Yeah. 
Um, for those of you who are living under a rock, I guess, um, <laughs> coronavirus is like is as it's reaching world crisis proportions. I think mm-hmm. the word being bandied about now is pandemic. Oh my right? God. Um, and South Korea specifically is kind of in the mix. It is. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner, frankly, given how much travel how, occurs yeah. between China and South Korea, how much of our economic sort of fate, fates and fortunes are tied in with each other. There's a ton of travel that happens um, between the two countries. Um, but we've re- they recently have given themselves four weeks to stabilize the situation uh, in uh, Daegu. Daegu, yeah. I, I'm only reading in English. It's Tegu? Yeah. Okay. So there's apparently been a, an, the epicenter of the outbreak in South Korea ha, has been in Tegu. And it's t- given its, South Korean government has given itself four weeks to stabilize the situation. It's a city of 2.5 million. Um, kind of, it's kind of far, It's but it's far from Seoul, you know? Um, yeah. And they, strangely enough, most of the 833 cases in South Korea are in Tegu. Right. So and more interestingly enough, they're almost all connected to an obscure religious group, mm-hmm. a doomsday cult. Right. Because yeah, yes. there's like there's a whole bunch of them in South Korea. <laughs> the, uh, South Korea loves their fucking cults. As a, even the more doomsday, the better. Like, truly. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more fire and brimstone and I have the way out. Yeah. I could lead you out of this. People love that. The more restrictions, the better. The better. Um, the more white I wear with my fellow comrades, the better. <laughs> the more I separate married adults and single adults, the better. Um, and it's called the Shinchonji. Shinchonji Church of Jesus, the Temple of the Tabernacle of the Testimony. Oh, that's that. <laughs> uh, Shinchonji for short, but they have like this long ass fucking stupid name. <laughs> It's like, how is anyone supposed to refer to you guys? (laughs) I truly love that. Um, (laughs) So they doubled for several, the case numbers of like contractions of had doubled for several days in a row. And then um, the virus spread to every major city and province in the, in South Korea. And they, um, and so the government decided to raise the virus alert level to red. And it's the highest since 2009. Is that SARS? That's SARS, yeah. Okay. You know, strangely enough, so coronavirus pandemic, the mortality rate on coronavirus is 2%. That's not bad. Yes, but like on the flu, it's like 0.00, you know, something like that. You know what it was for SARS? You know the, what? 10%. Wow. Yeah, that's what's crazy. So coronavirus is spreading easier, but it's killing less frequently. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. SARS yeah. is like, it was almost like Ebola shit. Yeah, it was really Where it was like yeah, eyes yeah. were popping out of the skull and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yep, yep. Crazy, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's pretty nuts what's going but, on. And, it, it's, and it, it, the reason why it's, the reason this is pandemic levels is because of ease of... Um, contraction. C- contraction. And, and yeah. uh, what is it? Yeah, contraction. So it gives the... But since they raised the alert level to red, it means that they can shut down schools and restrict flights in and out of the country. Damn. Um, yes. So there goes my fucking lot. Korean tour. That's what I was going to say. Fuck. Do you know what's happening with that? Well, I'm not going right now. I'm not like, I was supposed to go in May, but I don't know. I'm not trying to like fly into the fucking eye of the storm. Yeah. 
You know I what I mean? Like, not of, that I'm going to go to Tegu, but still, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be trapped in a fucking tin can with, like, I don't know, with a virus. I don't, that just seems like a fucking Stephen King novel. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's, you know, there's a lot of programs that are stopping. So there is, like, several schools in the Midwest that have, like, obviously study abroad programs mm. in South Korea, all of which have been canceled and shut down. Um, I would say this. I don't think you need to give up on this, but I would say that given the f- how SARS and avian flu and stuff like that was handled and our, well, given all that we know as a whatever, I think let's say give, let's give us eight weeks to try to figure this out. To me, it's going to sure. keep going, keep going. I think we should shut shit down for sure, but give us eight weeks. So. People are in Korea are not really crazy about like not there's they're allowing themselves um, and the government is advi- advising citizens to self quarantine and stay away mm-hmm. from work and school like the th- two things that South Korean people love the most um, <laughs> like I mean truly insane so it's not clear how many people will like actually heed this advice because also because government South Korean government is like a liberal democracy <laughs> they the draconian measurement uh, restrictions that South, the chinese government has done is not going to happen in south korea yeah um so like that that is some of it and daegu is also like apparently a place where people like it's like a hub so like in terms of manufacturing and stuff like that so a lot of people from china do come in through there <laughs> Yeah, and this, um, so basically in Tegu, uh, there's a concentration of coronavirus in Tegu because of this one cult. And a member of this cult, um, I believe they're calling her patient 31. She was, she contracted it and started spreading it to her fucking cult. And within like one day, she, or one weekend, she was, um, she contaminated a thousand people in her church while praying you know, and when they pray, they don't just pray to the God and with their hands up. They're like rubbing each other's backs. Apparently, they were told to take their masks off while praying because, you know, um, God don't like not seeing your mouth when you pray. So <laughs> and this, this fucking a- stupid ass uh, uh, dooms they called is led uh, is led by this guy. Iman he. Right. And he, he, you know, of course, it's the whole like on oh, the second coming of Christ, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to take one hundred and forty four thousand of you to heaven with me. Now, the cult, the cult members are uh, they they have membership of up, up to two hundred thousand people and they're all getting tested for the coronavirus. And because of this one thing and because they're all so insular that they've spread it to each other. So I don't know. Maybe this guy will take 144,000 people. I don't, maybe not to heaven, but they're going to die. So there was, I was reading about this doomsday thing. It says, so one of the problems is they, they're, they shout amen after every sentence that pastor says. Uh-huh. So every few seconds they have to sh- scream Amen. And so they like spit everywhere. Spitting. <laughs> they're spitting and they're shouting from like it's a Amen. So amen. like they're shouting Amen. amen. So they're like screaming it out and so like ever spit is going everywhere like literally respiratory droplets. But flying. what if this is like their thing? This is what was foretold. 
You know, what if Imani saw this like a clairvoyance and he saw like, okay, there's going to be, it's going to be the end of the world. It's going to be a pandemic. Yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to make sure my people get inoculated with this. So we all go first to heaven. That's what, if the, what if it's coming true? But apparently the members of the, this doomsday cult aren't allowed to reveal themselves. So they make it yeah. impossible. <laughs> There, it's it's really really hard for them to be quarantined and help, and it's fucked up. And also, BTS canceled the show in Tegu because of them. I mean, I'm also so, actually relieved. Actually, yeah, we can't have our so wait, BTS we, yeah, members. We can't have BTS endangered. Exactly. And once the army gets infected, it's over. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that's what they call themselves. The army, army. The army my mom, yeah, my mom's army. in the army. She sends me a BTS article slash video slash something about them literally every day, and I'm like, mom, you need to get a fucking hobby. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. You're 62. You cannot be BTS army, mom. She's BTS army. She's fucking nuts. She's like, and what they talk and what they sing about, it's all like believing in yourself and loving yourself. And I was like, you know, they don't fucking write this thing, mom. These are fucking written and they just show up and do the fucking recording and learn the choreo. What do you think? That's so my, my mom's nuts. Anyway, um, <laughs> with the coronavirus in Korea, and Korea is the number two affected outside of China right now. Yeah. We're up to what eighty thousand cases worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's a huh? I mean, what do you mean eighty thousand? Once the shit in Iran and Syria, like all that, the Middle East stuff sort of starts popping off. Like it's oh. gonna be crazy. Well, it's already Iran. People are restricting yeah. uh, travel to Iran because Iran's the third country, third uh, most, most affected, co- yeah. affected, behind uh, uh, Korea, which is the first. It's Italy. So, uh, uh, and by the way, the uh, Shincheonji Doomsday Cult, they have a sect in Wuhan province, and that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously they could trace it back. But, um, and so now Italy, Italy is going crazy. They're, they're like a uh, state of emergency. Iran, people are restricting flights. People are restricting flights uh, to Korea. Like, there, there's a lot of fucking shit happening. And this is scary. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that, like, we're airborne. Like yeah. we are literally taking planes into yeah. the sky and just spreading this fucking disease around the world, mm-hmm. you know, like almost crop dusting coronavirus everywhere. And speaking of airplanes, and this is why I don't, I'm, I'm afraid to go to Korea right now because uh, apparently a Korean air, is that right? Korean air? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Korean air flight attendant was tested positive for coronavirus. She's, she was serving others. You know what I mean? Like a uh, uh, hot towel with a virus on it. This Korean airline announced on Tuesday, last Tuesday. Uh, this is the flight. If anyone was on this flight, go get tested and quarantine yourself, okay? From Incheon to LAX, Korean airline flight KE017 uh, on 21920. It departed Incheon 2.30 p.m., arrived here at 8.30 in the morning, and then went back from LA to Incheon, KE017. Uh, 012 20th on the 20th it went 10.40 p.m. depart to 5.10 a.m. arrival if you were on this flight do yourself a favor and fucking get checked because you shit is airborne it's not and you don't know you're spreading it by the way because you don't exhibit any symptoms until, there's nothing the incubation's yeah. like 14 days so you could do two weeks of just hanging out going to the beach having sex you know what I mean like this is the also the thing when people start getting uh, sick, especially Korean people. Where do they go? To the sauna. 
Yeah. Dump it all, you know? And yeah. then you're going to sauna and it, the steam is carrying all this, like, kitchen and, like, everything. And it, it's it's nuts. So, I wonder it, how the king spas are doing. I, I don't think the king spas are as... You mean like specifically king spas? No, just like all the king, like all the Korean spas are doing, like in light of all this information. Like, are they doing that? That's interesting. That's interesting. I wonder. Yeah, because I mean, like, I, I wouldn't want to be around experiencing, you know, uh, a mm -hmm. decline in business. Are they? Mm -hmm. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. here's the thing. This this lady, this Korean air flight attendant, yeah. she came to L.A. And within the one day, she, she arrived at 8.30 in the morning on the yeah. 19th. And she left the next day at 10.40. Uh -huh. Within that time, where did she go? She went to Hangari Kalguksu, Agashi Kopchang, Hanshin Pocha, and Kulteji. She went to four different Korean places in K-Town <laughs> in a matter of 16 hours. This bitch is eating her meals? way through K-Town with the goddamn coronavirus. And she didn't know. She had no idea. But it's crazy that, of course, it's like Korean people. Like, 16 hours, she went to four. Had four four restaurants. <laughs> what the fuck? Bitch, you, are, you work for Korean Airlines. <laughs> you you can eat this shit at home. But also, you're not allowed to really gain any weight if you're an airline. <laughs> airline <so it's> <laughs> Like there are very strict rules about the yes. like make kilo now like what yeah. what kilogram you can uh, you're allowed to gain. Yeah, it says she will kilo max. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so um, she went to these four places, and so funny. I was with um, Susan Song and Liz. We're we're doing the Ellen thing, and we're like, okay, we should all go all go out and celebrate, blah blah mm -hmm. blah. And one of the places we're gonna go is Agashi Gupchang because I love Gupchang, and it's like the really popular place. Yeah. And now we can't fucking go for a few months until it, it clears out. What clears out, Peter? I don't know. Whoever was infected there, the workers, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I'm not trying to go step into a Kopchang place that this fucking Clear flight out attendant the coronavirus? was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They, I see pictures of like Koreans in like um, those hazmat suits spraying the shit down. Something's got to be sprayed. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, spray down, disinfected, yes, but like clearing, airing it out, that's not really. <laughs> I can't uh, imagine the coronavirus stays, stays around the air. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like yeah. it's a, a fog. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's through like one to one contact. Uh huh. Yeah, you yeah. know, like but through hugging or. Stuff, yeah, Dif disinfectant, wearing masks in places. Like, yeah, I mean, any place you know where there's going to be um, a lot of people uh, people there with a lot of travel, I think it's just precaution, sure. Um, but, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's sort of inevitable now. If it's going to come, it's going to come. It's going to come, it's going to come. We're gonna, it seems uh, is reasonable. It's going to be It's pretty low, yeah. yeah. And everybody, hopefully you have some health insurance, something covered, mm -hmm. you know, like a, a good, good time to fucking check up on your fucking policy and all that. Yeah. But another thing that we have to deal with, besides the fucking virus, mm -hmm. is this, uh, this white stupidity right. and, and, and this, this bullying of Asians. It's going around everywhere. Okay? It's crazy to me is because Asian people have always worn masks, you know, because yeah. of like, it's polite. Like, I try to explain to people, it's like, it's about being polite. Because if you are sick or it's like you're in, because also, it's kind of like the same in New York. People are in each other's grill a lot. Yeah, like it's a that's why I love being cramp. in LA. We're so spread out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't even so see like, I mean, the, the people the I like. You know, but in Korea, like everyone's so many each other's grill. That's why people right. wear masks. It's not about like. Also, people in Korea and in Japan are very preoccupied with cleanliness, but it's also yeah. because 
proximity to each other. We live right. close to each other. We are right trains right next to each other. There's a lot of in your girl sp- uh, space invasion. Yeah. And so it's polite to wear a mask, to be clean, yeah. you know, to smell nice, you know? Yeah. Also, our teeth are jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yesterday I was at the Queerties. It's a queer award show that happens every year. And this fucking douchebag outside afterwards um, was like smoking a joint or something. And it was like going around. And I, it was like, oh, hey, you know, like mind if I puff? And he's like, you better not give me the fucking coronavirus. Oh, my God. And I literally looked at him and I was like, and I and I took a drag and I gave it back to him. And I was like, too late. I hope this. I hope. I hope this was worth it. You're gonna bleed from your eyes now, and the last breath you take with your disgusting, cheese-filled heart, I want you to remember my face. And that's it. And we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. Uh, one um, of the shows. Oh yeah, I went to the uh, show at the Rose Bowl. Uh, uh, did you get they performed? That's me in your uh, eyes. at the show. I was crying. I am not ashamed of it. <laughs> you were moved uh, by them. I was super moved by them because you know I was not a fan going into that show. My wife was a huge fan, mm-hmm. and I get there. The Rose Bowl, 90,000 people packed, all different races, all different ages, singing along to these like Korean uh, 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 musicians and dancers. And and it was just really like, oh my gosh, like as a kid, like I could never imagine something like that happening. And it was just, I was real, I I cried. We're back. You couldn't meditate that away. I could. I can't meditate the rage away, honey. I'm so sorry. Everything else is great, but Dahan <laughs> remains. <laughs> I mean, the coronavirus, like that sort of like racist. Like, I mean, it is a new level of it. New level. It's so silly and so stupid. And you see how wrapped up white people are about fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Koreans don't have as much fear. Uh, because we're like, we almost are like, uh, we're, we've been crushed so much by everyone else. Like yeah. we're living life to the hardest. Yeah. Like this is the only time and white people, that's where conservatism comes from. It's just fear. You're just constantly afraid of something new, something different. And, um, and, and then a, a, mo- a, a second, something happens to anyone that's not white. They're like, oh, look at them dirty oh, others. You know, meanwhile, your people are going around, I don't know, shooting everyone in sight. So maybe that's the disease you should worry about is whiteness. You know, like that's the disease that no one could cure that. You know what? uh, uh, White shooters that uh, the uh, the mortality rate is 100 percent, 100 percent of tight white shooters kill. So (laughs) deal with that, bitch. Anyway, we're back and we're gonna do kick ass Koreans. It's time for kick ass Koreans, y'all. My kick ass Korean. Very cool. I was driving in my car one day uh-huh. and I saw his name plastered on an elementary school and I was like, who the fuck is that? Wait, there it was said an Charles H. Kim. After him? 
Charles H. Kim Elementary School. Shut the fuck up. And I said, who the hell is this? California is crazy. California is nuts. California okay? is crazy. That's like, that's yeah. nuts to me. There's a Charles, you could go to a Charles C. Kim Elementary School. Charles H. Kim, how dare you? It's Charles Ho Kim. <laughs> He is an early pioneer. He came over um, uh, back in the teens. Okay. Wow. Uh, he's a refugee. Uh, his, uh, he came here uh, with his brother. He left his wife and young children behind because he was like, I need to escape. And this was when the Japanese uh, had taken over Korea. Oh, yeah. This is and a full effect. During the like uh, occupation. occupation. And yeah. he's like, fuck this. And he left. And he was like, I'm going to go to America and make it. So he came here as a pioneer. And he started working in a farm and then made enough money. And then he he, he and his brother made the uh, uh, a, a uh, create. Uh, I'm sorry. He they bought the rights, the sole rights to sell nectarines. Which is what was genetically it was genetic (laughs) back when you know nectarines were genetically created, right? He bought he bought the rights to solely sell them. Right when it came out, people were like, "No one's gonna eat this fucking non fuzzy peach." Oh yeah, but it's oh yeah, it's the best. A a cross between a plum and a peach. Yes, please, we'll have that. So he he got uh he he and his brother were the only ones they were able to sell nectarines and became fucking filthy rich. Yeah, because it's the I love nectarines. I love nectarines. Five hundred acres of land he had at, at his peak with three hundred workers under him. The I mean, this guy's right a boss. To farm nectarines in the nineteen twenties. Damn, the turn of the century was fuck wild. <laughs> wild. Okay, fuck there wild. was no like, laws. Damn. This is before. This is right after First World War. No one knows what Korea is about. Right. They don't even know what fucking nectarines are about. <laughs> That's crazy. I, you can't. You. I wish you could see how upset I am. <laughs> no, I can. I can hear it. I can hear it. Uh, and so, with the launching of the Kim Brothers Company in 1921, he used his business as a platform to fund political activities. Okay, cool. often stepping in to fill financial shortages in the quote resistance movement. And what resistance are you movement are you talking about? No, this isn't Star Wars Attack of the Clones. We're talking about <laughs> Korea's <laughs> uh, occupation by Japan, cool. and he was fighting it by get this. I didn't even know about this, but the funds raised in America by Charles. Um, and others secured most of the constant source of funding for the Shanghai Korean provisional government while in exile. And there was a provisional government of Korea uh, that was based in Shanghai during the occupation by yeah. Japanese yeah. until the liberation of ni- in 1945. And then everything went to shit. But there, w- <laughs> there was a, this was the recognized Korean government and it was existing outside of Korea. Cool. It was that's such a cool fucking thing, and the money that he and his brother and his Koreans in America selling goddamn genetically engineered nectarines was able to fucking fund this provisional government, and then finally overthrow the fucking Japanese from Korea. And this is, I mean, this is fucking kick ass to the max. And the, uh, and then you know they gave him a school. So now it's so <laughs> crazy that I. Then you could go to an you could agree, you could graduate from, from Charles Kim H. Elementary Kim. School. Ah! That's crazy. <laughs> Did you go to Kim? No, I went to Lincoln. I'm a Kim kid. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. Yes. This is a fucking nectarine. <laughs> this is a fucking nectarine. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the fact that it's so close to the peach, which the dust of the peach was used yes. so beautifully and iconically in Parasite. This mm. is just a full circle moment. And I just got to give it up to my boy, Charles H. Kim. <laughs> Snap, snap, snap. Snap, snap, snap. That nectarine. See, that's the thing. You know that. Like, that's Korean excellence right there. Yes. So huh? you're able to bite into a fruit that that's never experienced the light of day. Like a yeah. fruit no one had ever seen before and recognized its greatness. Yes. yes. To, not, 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 to not see the fact that it didn't exist before as a barrier to entry. Right? It's like this is a good fucking thing. <laughs> to be fair, um, he did not invent the nectarine. It <laughs> doesn't matter. He brought yeah. it to the market. He understood yeah, he, its he, potential. He understood potential, and then he monopolized the uh, the farming of it. Yeah, and that's, that's a killer that's instinct. <laughs> that's kick-ass Korean, baby. <laughs> okay, speaking of from... God damn, I love California. That's crazy to me. <laughs> I know. So, so that's the beginning. That's 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 our. Those are our forefathers of Korean Kick-ass Hello. Koreans. I'm going to be celebrating um, the latest iteration of Kick-ass Korean. LAPD. Okay. You know Peter and I love to hate cops and continue to hate <laughs> cops. <laughs> yeah, I have a healthy distrust of the pigs. Oh, 100% distrust of the pigs. Um, gotten out of – I've been – I have been given many tickets, been pulled over many a times, uh, been questioned a lot by the police, oftentimes because I was in the wrong and breaking the law. But what I'm saying is, uh, that's all I wanted to say. Um, but LAPD just promoted its first Korean American to deputy chief. Yes! Um, kind of crazy, right? His name is Dominic Choi. I, this is what he's I... He's so hot. He's all, Yes, 100% so hot and also... Let me just say this. As a Korean, as an Asian kid from the Midwest, had no idea that, like, Asians came. I did not know. I had never seen an Asian cop before I went to California. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't know that was an option. Like, because, like, for Asian kids, the Fisher-Price careers for you are medicine, engineer, and business, right? Like, that's it. The idea that you could also have the Fisher-Price uh, Fisher career of, like, fireman or, you know, that other genre of career totally yeah. foreign to me totally foreign to me until i came i went to korea i uh, went to um uh fucking california and was like oh there's like all different types you know there's like surfer koreans and like <laughs> skateboarding koreans anyway so dominic <laughs> Choi, even his name dominic anyways dominic Choi, um the first korean american promoted to the rank of deputy chief um breaking barriers within the korean american community very cool um and, like, you know what? Honestly, he's just done it all. Like, he's, like, straight Cali boy. Started uh, basically during the riots and then um, in 95 and worked on patrol, detective, sergeant, lieutenant, just doing all the stuff. And now he is um, deputy chief. It's just, like, the hustle and, you know, Charles, Charles, H. From, uh, Charles H. Kim walked so that Dominic Choi could be a... LAPD deputy chief. <laughs> and deputy chief means like second in command of chief? Yeah. So he's yeah. like the vice president. Uh-huh. That's so crazy. So if anyone kills the chief, <gasps> he becomes chief. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is that how it works? Is that no, Is that the succession so. or do they again, get a new this chief? Is, uh, again, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, of course, L.A. is the place where this could happen. And California is like, you know, the place where there have been the longest history of Korean Americans, aside from Hawaii. 
But yeah. uh yeah. That was his uh those are both very good kick ass Koreans. I'm blown away. I'm gonna go eat a nectarine after this <laughs> after we finish the play. <laughs> Dominic Choi, congratulations. You you really did it. Um you know, still one one foot out the door as far as, you know, how much I trust the chief deputy of the LAPD, a very problematic organization. Yes, I but know. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that today's a new day. It is twenty twenty. Uh-huh. You know, they, we don't know who's going to be president in November. So I'm just going to take this which in stride and hope that you are going to be doing the right thing for all of us. Yes. And by all of us, I do mean Korean Americans. <laughs> do right by us, Dominic. Do Dominique. right by us. Dominiki. Dominiki. Che, Dominic. Chukayo. Wait, do you know, do you call onions Dominiki? Huh? Onions? Tamanegi? Yeah. Uh. That's like a Japanese term. Is it? Yeah, it's like an old school, like, uh, erase the Korean culture term. It's like, waisha so or surebaki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are like um, people and watabashi. in the like, uh, <laughs> That's all like Japanese words. These words, yeah. Yeah, it's like pigeon. What is it called when you meld the two languages together? Pigeon, is it pigeon? Pigeon, pigeon? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Korean pigeon. Korean Japanese pigeon. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you use it, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're speaking in slave tongue. <laughs> so just know that. <laughs> because that's like there's some words like that my mom uses interchangeably. Yeah, because they're yeah, old yeah, enough. I know, like that would I know, be I know. exactly. My grandma, and my mom uses it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, right. I, you know what? My my only thought was about nectarines. What if that becomes the symbol for the of what? Show? Like you know how there's a peach a emoji? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Instead of a peach emoji, we have like a nectarine emoji. How would you able to be able to tell the difference? You just say this is a nectarine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is that a so an emoji that needs more explanation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think maybe that'll be like a merch thing. Maybe I'll like some nectarines or something. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, All right, what do you it. got coming up? Oh, for me? A- anything I, before we go? I am going to be doing um, a, let's see, what else? I'm going to be doing C2E2, uh, a show at 5.30 at C2E2 on Friday. If you guys are in Chicago and you're going to the C2E2, it's like a, basically a Comic-Con in Chicago. Um, my The show I sh- uh, produce called Congrats on Your Successes has a slot in the Cong- Cards Against Humanity uh, theater at C2E2 at 5.30. And then um, I'm doing... More importantly, uh, just to be announced, I will be doing the JFL showcase at Timothy O'Toole's on the 18th at 7:30. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. March. Go check out Unji. Please be loud. Yes. Only um, laugh at me. Only laugh <laughs> at Unji. <laughs> um, speaking of JFL, uh, my JFL showcase is on Friday at the Comedy Store in the Belly Room at 8 p.m. So if you're in LA, please come out. Uh, and support. If not, if you can't come, it's fine too. Like I, didn't, I really, I haven't told anyone of my friends to come. Cause last year, what happened? It was six of my friends came and they were like, "Oh, we'll get tickets at the door," and they didn't make it in. Oh. And I was so upset. Yeah. That it, I was like, you know what? Never again. Never will I be fucking let down by people I love again. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, come if you want. And um, I also have a show called Leap Night on uh, Saturday 29th. That's going to be a comedy show outside Under the Stars, very LA. Uh, so come to that. Um, it's going to be, so I'm cool. posting it on my Instagrams and stuff. If you're interested, go look it up. You know, uh, follow us at Ajima Show on Instagram and, uh, and Twitter. Email us at ajumashow at gmail.com. Other than that, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Stay safe. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Audio.